Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Glad you're here. Listen, Fast Cash Survival Kit. We've talked about it before. If you have not got it yet, you need to check it out. If you go to realestateinvestingmastery.com, realestateinvestingmastery.com, get your hands on a copy of the Fast Cash Survival Kit, and you'll be glad you did. I also wanted to talk about the iTunes, uh, our podcast. It's been doing really well on iTunes, and I appreciate all of you guys that have been leaving reviews and subscribing to iTunes. So again, please, if you like the show, even if you don't, leave us a review in iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. We have a special guest on today. We've had him on twice before. One of our best podcasts that we ever did was with a guy named Gregory Hodges. He had a philosophy that was pretty funny, and I still tell, I still tell people all about it today. Uh, I met him in Barcelona, Spain. Do you remember that, Gregory? Uh, no, I forgot about it. Sorry. No. <laughs> I forgot that trip. Yeah, no, I remember Barcelona. That was great. Yeah. His philosophy is F it. Just do it. Just get it done. F it. And then That's... we did a follow-up podcast with him where you were actually in Paris. Do you remember that trip? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was a good time. I wish you were there. <laughs> you were you were flipping deals while looking at the Mona Lisa. I remember you That's talking right. about that. That's right, yeah. Uh-huh. So, Gregory, how you doing? I'm doing great. I can't complain. Just business as usual, doing a bunch of business and uh, excited, keep keep growing and uh, looking forward to the future, for sure. Nice. And, uh, excited to be here today. Thank you for having me. So what's been going on with you since we talked last? Um, you were traveling around Europe. I remember you said you had a burn the bridges moment, right? You were You were supposed to fly back and you said, F it, I'm just going to stay here another few weeks in Europe. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I went over there for, I, I can't remember how, exactly how long I was over there for, but it was, I mean, it wasn't just a weekend or week-long trip. I mean, I was over there for about a week and a half. I was supposed to come back and I said, screw it. We just, I'm going to just can't, didn't hop on the plane back. And I just stayed until I decided to come back home. So I stayed over there, kept doing business back home. And uh, I said, well, there's no reason to go back if I'm still doing business here. And so I uh, stayed for probably a good couple of weeks and then uh, made my way back. And uh, so since then, I was living in Greenville, South Carolina. Now I've uh, moved out to Los Angeles, California. Right. Okay. And I'm still doing business in South Carolina and, uh, and doing business out here in uh, California. So that's exciting. So why did you decide to move to, move to uh, California? I'm just curious. Well, that's a good question. Everybody always asks me that. But, uh, um, you know, the weather, the food, uh, the people, the music. I play music as well, too. So mm-hmm. I'm playing music out here. And uh, the real estate, you know, I've always been curious about the, uh, the, the market out here and just the potential uh, opportunities that are out here. So I'm out here and, uh, you know, it's just a different thing, you know. So uh, I, I, I like it. You could say that again. It's a different thing. It is, a different, it is a different thing out here, that's for sure. So I'm giving it a shot, and I like it, and it's expensive. So uh, so what? It's all right. <laughs> it's just temporary. What, what? I'm just curious. You're in L.A., right? Yes, I'm in Los Angeles. That's so what right. part of L.A. are you in? 
I'm in North Hollywood to be exact. Wow. So yeah. is it, I mean, do you get to meet, I, I, I guess you meet some pretty interesting people there. Oh yeah. They got everything out here, the good, the bad and the ugly, and you can get involved wherever you want to, you know? So, I mean, uh, they have all different personality types. They got everything going on. If they don't have it, then you don't want it out here. <laughs> they got it all. That's for sure. Uh, so that's cool, though. You're still doing deals back at home in in, in South Carolina, right? Yes. You're, you're doing. Are you doing deals in California too? Yeah, I'm doing some deals. Uh, you know, it's definitely a much tougher market as most people have heard, and it's true. Uh, I'm a. I've seen it firsthand. It's definitely a lot of competition. Uh, you know, sellers won't give you but about maybe about 10 seconds on the phone. If even that, they may not even give you that. Uh, they just hang up on you. So um, hmm. they don't mind being rude and just uh, cussing you out or hanging up on you. So it's tough to get their attention. But um, I have done some deals. I'm closing on uh, – uh, we closed on one deal several weeks ago and then closed on my second deal actually probably tomorrow. I think it's tomorrow or Monday we're going to close on it. So that's going to be really exciting to see that come into fruition. Nice. Yeah. And, but in the meantime, still doing deals in South Carolina, you know, I'm, uh, you know, over there probably doing, not doing as many deals as I was in the past when I talked to you on the podcast, but I'm doing fewer deals just because of the market. It's getting tighter. It's harder to find deals, but my profits are larger. So it's kind of, I'm compensating. still, nothing's really changed other than the amount of deal flow coming in for the most part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things we were talking about is, um, how things have changed since you were back when we talked last and direct mail is one of the big things that's changed. Hasn't it? You are, you're, are you seeing lower response rates to your direct mail? Ah, uh, yeah, this definitely, it's uh definitely, uh, you know, since I've been doing this direct mail or everything has really changed drastically. So, uh, you know, I think the strategies have to change, but yes, to answer your question, the response rates have gone down extremely low and it's uh, disheartening a little bit. So sure. uh, it can be frustrating at times. You spend a bunch of money and get very little back in return. And that's, uh, that's tough, especially for people starting out. Uh, you know, I, I, I can feel the frustration. So, but that's just what's going on right now. So yeah. Uh, now let's talk about response rates in California compared to South Carolina. Are the response rates lower in California than they are in South Carolina? Oh yeah. I would, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, absolutely. What, you know, do you have like numbers, maybe a percent response rate that call you from a postcard in California compared to South Carolina? Um, that's, that's a good question. I don't exactly have numbers out here in California. I don't do direct marketing. I don't do direct mail here in California because, but basically every, the research that I've done by talking with everybody out here is, um, now there might be somebody listening that could tell me differently, but you know, I, I meet a lot of investors and ones that, you know, I, I consider they, they, they are successful. They're roughly spending about a thousand dollars for a phone call for a meaningful conversation. Yeah. Uh, sometimes. And so, uh, you know, I've met guys that are spending anywhere from 20, 30, 40, 50, a hundred thousand dollars a month in marketing. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, uh, so they're, they're spending those kind of dollars and, uh, I think they're getting other phone calls. It might just be people cussing them out and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely a very small percentage. I don't know what the percentage is, but it's definitely not enough for me to consider putting in my money. Um, I just, that makes my stomach, uh, uh, that's, that's too much. Sure. In my opinion. I don't want to say it's too much. You can get a lot back in return, but I met a girl 
that started in this business six months ago. She found a deal almost in her first like month. She spent thirty thousand dollars and she made. I'm sorry, she spent ten thousand dollars and made about sixty five thousand dollars on her first wholesale deal, which. You know, that's those are big checks, but she hasn't found the deal since and she spent ten to fifteen thousand dollars a month since then. So and I think she's gotten about a hundred phone calls after spending about a hundred thousand dollars. So um, I don't know if that puts it into perspective yeah. or what goes on out now in South Carolina, I'm not doing direct mail over there anymore either. Okay. Currently. That's just by choice, really. I mean, I've, I've done so much. I've been a little bit fortunate because when I started doing this is I got into the business, I, I got a lot of responses. So I uh, spent prob- I've, off the top of my head, maybe $180,000 to $200,000 in direct mail marketing over the past couple of years. And I've got about 15,000, 16,000 phone numbers. So basically that leads us to where I think while we're talking today yeah. is um, I, I didn't have – I've. The last time I sent out mail, about this time last year, about a year ago, I sent out 10,000 letters-ish, roughly. I think I got about 80 phone calls. And whenever I tell people that, they always try to figure out what the response rate is. And I'm afraid to figure out what it is. It's not enough. Well, how many did you say you send? I said 10,000. 10,000. You got 80 phone calls. Yeah, and most half of them were just cussing me out, you know, not not happy that I was reaching out to them. So it was really, if you look at it, 40 phone calls, I mean, that are, you know, uh, that you can actually have a conversation with people. So that didn't, that didn't set well with me because, uh, you know, the market's changing. But um, it does work, though. I don't want to discourage people from doing it. I just made a decision that that's not the path I want to take. And so I realized at that point in my, my business, I, it, like I had an epiphany or whatever word you're supposed to use when you have one of those moments in your life. But I realized, I said, wait a minute, I've got about 15,000, 16,000 phone numbers already. And so that's when I said, I don't need to send anybody else a letter. I'll just call the people I've already got. And so I did that all last year. And um, I did roughly 80, 85 deals last year, somewhere in there, all just by following up with people. Now, before I want to get more into that, but before we do, um, I want to tell you guys who, who, if you are trying to do the direct mail thing, don't quit and don't give up on that because the market always goes through cycles where you see, and it depends on the time of the year. It depends on the market that you're in. It depends on how competitive you're in the market. You know, it depends on the market conditions. But I know several investors right now that uh, over the last year have been complaining about low response rates in direct mail and are now actually seeing response rates start to come back, starting to get better response rates. And, you know, it's what's happened in this. One of these guys is actually in California in a very competitive big market. One of the things they're saying is that the low response rates have scared a lot of the other investors away, and they're, the, they're, they're seeing less competition now. So the key to it is consistency. And uh, obviously, if you're in California, that's its own different beast. But I think a lot of investors that are sticking with it and are refusing to give up are starting to see better response rates now going forward. But yeah. So the last year, though, Gregory, you yep. realized you've got you're you're sitting on fifteen thousand phone numbers. Is that what you said? Yes, that's correct. Uh-huh. That's phenomenal. And then you decided, you know what? Why don't I follow up with these leads? So did you just pick up your phone and start dialing fifteen thousand phone numbers one at a time, or what'd you do? 
I mean, basically, I mean, I started doing that. I mean, I, I you know, I had I had a lot of phone numbers and spreadsheets and stuff, but I, you know, I started utilizing some technology that I can incorporate into my business to be able to start making more phone calls. Like I think you had mentioned that you, if I don't want to mispronounce it or use the wrong word term, Mojo Dialer. Yeah. Uh, so I'd use a product similar to that. You turn me on the Mojo Dialer, I'm going to probably start utilizing that in my business as well too. But I used a product similar to that and um, started just reaching out to people and just going through them and just hustling it up and uh, and get, had some great results. And, um, yeah, I think last year, you know, as opposed to last year, I spent maybe $20,000 in marketing. The year before, I think I spent like 140 or something like that. Uh, it was a lot more money. So, uh, uh, you know, last year's um, – yeah, so if you've, if you've got people that have already reached out to you – I I may be jumping ahead here. Sorry. I start, no, this I is the, good. Go ahead. I start talking and I get going. But I find that a lot of investors, uh, you know, uh, myself included at the time, I was just focusing forward, looking forward and saying, you know, I got to find new business because I've already talked to these other people. And they, you know, they, those aren't there aren't any deals there. So um, and most of the time, uh, people in this business, I find for the most part are just small mom and pop operations. You know, it's just me. I'm a little small business. I work out of my house and it's just me. I have a couple of people that help me from time to time. But I think that's most people in this business. So it's hard to do a lot of different things. You know, you can't wear you, we all have to wear 10 different hats every single day. And each one of those hats could uh, you could uh, have a full time position in each one of those. And uh, if that makes sense, uh, there's a lot of hats that you need to wear and you, there's a lot of things to do. But it's just a one or two man operation for the most part. You know, you can't get everything done the, the way you want to all the time. So what I'm getting at is uh, I think that most people always just look forward on finding new business. And I was doing that for a long time until the response rates did get lower. And I agree with you. I wouldn't recommend just stopping doing mail. It does work. But um, that was a little side note. But what I started doing is just following up, looking back at the business I've already done and going back and and reaching out to people that I've talked to in the past. Because I realized out of the 15,000, 16,000 leads, and I don't care if you have that many, maybe a lot of people don't. I talked to a person the other day that we helped them out, and they had 1,000 leads. And uh, that's a lot of leads. Um, it's not as many as 15, but we, we found some deals out of that. So I guarantee you out of 15,000 leads, um, somebody's situation has changed this month, if not a, a couple of them, if not yeah. a lot of them. So I've had people that have cussed me out in the past and, uh, you know, three, four, five, six months later, two years, three years later, they're interested in talking to me about selling their house. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is a real thing. Follow up. Fortune is in the follow up, as people have said. I believe you've said that. I'm, I know you have. And it is a real thing. And I believe in it. And I, I do it. And I highly recommend it for a lot of people, especially people that are you know, um, maybe having a little suffering in their business because they keep saying they can't find any deals. Well, quit looking for new deals and start going through the old deals and turning those into, into, uh, into cash, you know? Nice. Nice. So the, um, follow-up is the key to it all. And the cool thing, and, and I'm just getting a little distracted here because we have, uh, about a month ago, we launched a product called Automated Mojo. And it's a course that, we created teaching people how to use automated dialers to dial and follow up with leads. And it's an amazing tool. It's called Mojo Cells is the tool. We created a course around it called Automated Mojo. Um, if anybody's interested in that, just go to automatedmojo.com. 
But I've been harping on this for years, Gregory. If you can't, you have no excuse. If you can't afford to spend money on marketing, there are a dozen other investors in your market that have a bunch of old leads, right? And if you can just get with them and follow up with them on their old leads, that's a great way to start. One of my coaching business partners, Gavin Timms, that's how he got started. He sure. didn't have any money for marketing. He was a golf professional coach and wanted to get into property investing. And he went to the local RIA group there in Phoenix, stood up when it was everybody's turn to stand up and said, hey, I am good on the phone. So if any of you have old leads and you want me to follow up with them, I'll split the deals with you. And so he yes. started following up with old leads from other investors. And within a three or four weeks, within maybe a month or two or less, I know, did two deals. Didn't make that much money, but got his foot in the door. And in fact, the wholesaling person, the investor, it was a lady, she told him, she said, listen, this is really good. How about I do all the marketing? I'll pay for the marketing. You just take the calls and we will split the deals 50-50. Yeah, and uh, that's a fantastic way to get started, isn't it? You don't have any money on pod. If you don't have any money to spend on direct mail, then then learn how to talk to sellers and follow up with that's other right. wholesalers, old leads. I totally agree with you. I think that's a great idea to get started in this market because somebody just starting off right now that maybe just says they've got $500. I don't want to say that it doesn't work. But it's going to be it could be a little bit more of a challenge. I mean, depend like you said, depending on where you live and all that. But you don't really know until you spend the money anyway. Um, And so, but I think that's a great way to get started. uh, Especially, I I believe getting started is through the means of hustling is the best way. And 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 starting off doing that, building the relationships to convince people to turn over their leads to you is, uh, I think, hustling. And uh, and uh, you're going to learn a lot more taking that avenue as opposed to just dropping money into the business and then deals coming through and stuff like that. So if you can build your business organically, I think that's a lot better uh, than uh, just some, I see some people get in here and they spend $20,000 and they're doing lucky if they can get their $20,000 back because they just don't have the experience yet, you know? Well, and it also comes back to um, learning how to talk on the phone, right? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I, you, if you want to be good, people tell me all the time they're not, uh, you know, they're not, they don't feel like they're good at talking with sellers. Well, the best way to get to be good at talking with sellers is to talk to a thousand of them this month. If you talk to a thousand of them, I guarantee you, you're going to be way better. And so you just got to quit caring about um, screwing it up. So what? I mean, I've screwed it up before and made more money because I screwed it up. I mean, mm-hmm. I always tell people uh, that's one thing that I think holds a lot of people back. They're worried that what people are going to think about them or they're. You know, they're going to mess it up and they're going to look stupid. But uh, I tell people, let's say I'm better because I've done 200 something transactions and you're brand new. You've never done a deal. Let's say we take the, the same transaction, the same person, the same house and say we do a split test of me versus you. And uh, so I try to tell this to people to encourage them in a sense. Let's say I'm maybe a little bit better at talking to them, and uh, let's say you screw it up. So I go in there, and we do a deal, and the deal that I work out with them is uh, I make $10,000. And then you go in there, and you do the deal, and you maybe you're not as experienced and don't know how to talk to them as well, maybe can't negotiate as well, and you screw it up, and you make $7,000. Big deal. You feel like you screwed it up and right. you, made money. you made money. 
So, I mean, that's a, that's sometimes just the difference. I mean, you can screw it up and still make great money. So, uh, I don't know if that makes sense. Well, that's it's track, but uh, I know that's, I know <laughs> there's people out there that are, that are struggling right now. So well, people need to learn how to get good on the phone. And as Claude Diamond says, you got to learn how to give good phone, whatever that means. I don't know what that means. Do you? <laughs> no, I do. I don't, I don't know, know why people think that's so funny. Like it is. It. I don't know what it means, but it, it, is, it does sound funny. But I tell people, um, yeah, you know, the, the first year I did this, if you listen to the podcast, I made almost you know five, half a million dollars. I tell people the quickest way to make a half a million dollars is on the phone and do it as quickly as you possibly can. So start talking, sellers. You you're so right, Gregory. You are so right. It's on the phone. I mean, people want a magic button, right? They can. If I can just learn some secret trick or some magic pill or there's got to be some kind of like secret list or top secret postcard, some strategy or tactic that if I just learn this, if I just buy one more course and I'll figure it out, that's not it. You know, that's not it. Sales is the million dollar skill. I just did a group coaching call today with my students and um, I don't do this very often. I need to do it more, but we did a role play. One guy was complaining that um, it was he was having a hard time talking to sellers. He was doing a lot of marketing to for sale by owners, and um, I could tell right away his problem was he was too desperate. He was being he was a motivated buyer, right? And when oh, he was sure. talking to the sellers, he was trying to he was just trying too hard. And yeah, uh, I'm not by any means the expert at this either, but I know enough to know that when I when as far as sales, I'm not good at sales. That's why I partner with local wholesalers. Um, and we'll talk about how you guys listening to this podcast can work with guys like Gregory right now and get guys like Gregory to follow up with your old leads. We'll talk about that in a minute. I'm excited about that. But I yeah. did a little role play and I just played the role of the reluctant buyer. You know, I asked the seller in the role play, sounds like a nice house. Why would you even want to sell it? You know, like, I don't know if this would work for me. I kind of doubt it. But tell me a little bit more about the house. Uh, let me ask you some questions to see if this would even be something I'd be interested in. And just changing the type of questions you're asking can have a huge difference. And uh, he was really relieved to think, to see that, oh, you know what? I don't have to sell anything. I'm just asking questions like, what's your situation? What would you like to see happen? And when you start figuring that out and you start following up with old leads, you're going to find that a lead that told you no three months ago is now all of a sudden circumstances have changed. They've had some time to cook. And so now they might be ready and more motivated. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. That sounds like the quintessential uh, no today, yes tomorrow. Just because mm-hmm. they say no today doesn't mean that it's not a deal. It could be one a month from now, three months, six months, a year, two years from now. Yep, yep. Um, it's building up that relationship slowly. So No means not yet. Yes. So, That's right. <laughs> Gregory, talk about – you're starting to do this now with more investors across the country, aren't you? You're, you are following up on their old leads and – doing deal splits with investors. Is that right? Yes, I am. I'm still doing my business, but I'm expanding my business and uh, integrating it into my business. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, basically working with investors throughout the country right now. Um, and I'm basically following up on their old leads. And I'm going to investors and saying, listen, uh, give me your old leads. Let me follow up on them. I've got a team of people. It's not just me. I've got four other uh, people that are working with me that they're not virtual assistants. They're actually... American human beings that have actually done deals, uh, 
fewest deals one of my guys has done is 15 deals. So they're very familiar. They know how to, they know how to talk to sellers. They know how to sniff out motivated sellers and put deals under contract. And we're doing it virtually. And we're basically asking investors, Hey, get, you keep doing what you're doing. Send us your leads and we'll, we'll go out there, follow up with them. And then at the end of the month, what we're trying to do is just really just close on some deals, either sell them the property themselves if they're a buyer, because some people are, you know, buying and wholesaling at the same time, or we'll just wholesale it together, you know, and um, so they can continue on their progression, their path of their business, nice. and just help put extra cash in their pocket every month. I did it. I've done it out here in California. This deal that I'm closing on tomorrow is a guy that it took me two months to convince him to turn over his leads to me. He's holding on to him like a you know, it's his prized possession, but I convinced him. He says, well, I'm not going to do anything with them anyway. Yeah. You know, you're not. And he had 2000 leads. And I said, man, are you going to call him? He said, no. And I said, well, let me call. Him. Mm-hmm. And so I followed up with him. Two weeks later, we've got a deal. And especially the deal here in California, there's $200,000 in equity in there. So he's uh, I'm, he's probably kicking himself why I didn't do it earlier. But uh, <laughs> I tell you what, um, I forgot to mention this at the beginning of the show. Uh, sure. Right now. We are doing more deals from follow-up than we are from um, the uh, – we're doing more deals from follow-up than we are from new mail, new direct yeah. mail. And we're just following up with old leads. And so there was two purposes I wanted to do this podcast with Gregory. Number one, if you have a bunch of old leads and you want to work with somebody who's really good at the, on the phone to follow up with those old leads, find somebody like Gregory, Right. We'll give you his contact information in a minute. I don't get anything out of promoting Gregory. We don't have any kind of affiliate relationship. He's just a good guy. And I love helping the people who listen to the show. So contact Gregory or somebody like him. But number two, I also wanted to do this because if you're sitting out there and you need to do, you're hungry and you want to do some deals. And if you're good on the phone, now don't do this if you're not good on the phone. If you're not good on the phone, then get some sales training, okay? But if you're good on the phone and you know how to hustle, and you're good at negotiating, and just you know, just being a nice guy is really what it is, right? That's and really you, what it is. And just, you know yeah. how to ask good questions, okay? That's right. Then network with other investors and start finding their old leads. One of the, our biggest lead source right now for deals, there's a big wholesaler in St. Louis that does a ton of marketing. Guess what they do? They call it their woodpile. They throw all of their old dead leads in the woodpile. And what does it do? It just sits there. They don't do any follow-up with their old leads. So we worked out an agreement with them. We'd get their old leads. We'd follow up for them. And it's just, we are using Mojo cells on some of them. Some of them, it's just our VA is manually dialing them one at a time. You know? And that's how we're getting most of our deals right now. It's a brilliant idea. And, and I know a lot of people listening to this are, are hitting their foreheads thinking, well, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> what? But um, do you want to say anything else to that, Gregory? Well, yeah, I, t- I can't agree with you more. I mean, is, is it, uh, it going to be the answer to the rest of your life? But no, for right now in this time in the real estate market, it's a great way to start bringing in other revenue and help uh, and, you know, bringing in more money and doing more deals and uh, helping other people out and in return, building more relationships by working with people doing that. So uh, I think that's a valuable thing as well, too, for the long term. But yeah, I think that's, uh, that's what I'm doing. I mean, I'm not doing it for, for a nonprofit organization or anything, you know, it does. that's I'm doing it for uh, pro profit. Yes, pro profit, and it's working. I've, I've, like I told you, I've working with the investor here in California. I've got um, 
three people in South Carolina that I'm doing it for, and I've got a guy in Alabama, and I've got a guy in Florida that I'm doing this for, and we've all gotten results within the first month. If they gave me good quality leads, I did have several people that gave me leads that were just and it went down. A, they, were, they were like people trying to sell their cars. It was the wrong leads. but. Really? Uh, yeah, that was, but anyway, that was another story. But uh, we found deals for everybody. We're finding for most investors one to three extra deals a month for them, and they can't believe it. And they, they believe that they're, they're old leads. There's no deals in there. I've already talked to them. They don't want to sell them, and they're convinced. Most of them, almost all of them, all the people that have these leads are convinced of that. And then I said, "Well, just let me prove it to you." And so they mm-hmm. end up proving, it and uh, it ends up working out. So now, Gregory, after you follow up with them once, you just throw them away, right? I uh, know. Uh, no, okay. I, what I do you mean? Is that you follow up with them every month? Uh, yeah, I, roughly. I mean, it's it's not like a set timer. You know, it's the first of the month I'm going to call them back again. But it also has to do with my personal life. If I'm really busy and other things in my life, I may take a month off or something, you know. But yeah, a month, month and a half, maybe two months. It depends. But I just kind of play it by I'm ready to make some more money. That's pretty much when I do it. But I try not to harass that reminds me of this story. I've not met this guy, but he's kind of a legend in St. Louis. And I've heard about him from several people. <laughs> and this guy is, a, I don't want to say a playboy, but, you know, he's just lazy. And whenever he's hungry, he he hustles for a month or two and makes a bunch of money and then gets back to, you know, chasing the ladies. Yeah. But you know what he does? He, um, all he does is he has a big list of investors, of landlords, of property managers, of realtors, everybody that's in the game. And he just goes through that list. It's maybe a couple hundred, three or four hundred. And he just, go, whenever he needs a deal, right, he goes to the list and asks everybody two questions. Number one, do you have any deals that you're trying to sell? I'm looking for deals right now. Do you have anything? And number two, are you looking to buy any deals? That's all he does. He asks yeah. those two questions. Do you have any deals to sell? Or do you have any deals you're looking to buy? And yeah. he finds somebody that has a deal they're looking to sell, makes a few more phone calls, finds somebody that has the deal they're looking to buy, puts them together, and does wholesale some deals, right? You can make money on the phone. Sales is the million-dollar skill, and the people that do the best in this business are not afraid of the phone. They don't treat it like a cactus, right? They're good on the phone. They know how to talk to people. And... uh they follow up like a maniac. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's that's right. That's another strategy that I think is great, especially for somebody starting off, or even somebody that's been doing it for a while. Is yeah, I mean, other investors and wholesalers they get busy. I've been busy before where I needed help, and hey, here, go take this this deal and help me sell it because I got too much going on over here. And you'd be surprised; you can make money just by a, a lot of money. I've had people just call. You know, I've called them up and. It ended up being a $20,000 phone conversation just because I called them. I could add a little bit of value by taking a load off of their uh, their day, their, their work. It sounds crazy, and it probably is, but uh, it's the truth. It does happen. So that's a great strategy as well, too. I love it. I love it. And, you know, it's, it's people are afraid of the phone. They're they're afraid. They think that sales is complicated and hard and confusing, but it's it's not. Here's the thing, though. if If you have a bunch of leads, find a guy like Gregory. Contact Gregory and say, hey, listen, help me with these. I don't have the time. That's like the worst thing you could do is sit on a bunch of old leads and not do anything with them. You've got to follow up with them. So, Gregory, we're almost out of time here. How can people get a hold of you? 
Well, um, there's two ways. Um, you can, I, I built, built a little website. I tried to get a, uh, uh, I tried to get a uh, domain name, Joe McCall, y'all leads, but, uh, <laughs> .com, but I, I, I felt like that was too much. Uh, I was, was going to call it, but I didn't get your permission. Joe McCall, your got, leads. I, the- Joe McCall, you can see it from me. It's cool. <laughs> Joe McCall, your leads. Oh, this one I thought I've heard all of the McCall jokes, like, um, what you call it? What you call them's like? I, whenever I do fantasy football, I call my team the what you call them's. <laughs> but anyway, but I've got uh, I built a little website for this. It's called uh, letusfollowup.com. Cool. All right. And, and if you go on there, it's just a simple um, little website. You would just put in your, uh, you know, there's a video on there that. Hi, my name's Gregory. Oh, that, that uh, you can actually put in your name and your phone number and I'll call you back. I'm not going to sell you anything. I'm not going to try to push products down your throat or anything like that. Basically, just put in your information and I can call you back and uh, see if we're a good fit for each other. Basically, we're looking for people that do have old dead leads that they feel like there aren't leads anymore. And we'll let, uh, let our team follow up for nice. you. And we're having success. Are we going to change your life? Yes, that's what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You got a Facebook page too. Yeah, we have a Facebook page. Just let us follow up. And then uh, I'll give out my phone number. It's uh, 864-534-3219. That's 864-534-3219. And that's my cell phone. And I'm probably oh. going to have a new phone number now. I'm oh, totally what are you t- <laughs> Just call me if you have some old dead <laughs> Don't call them for any other reason. You know, guys, here though, seriously – one of the reasons why Gregory has been so successful is because he's accessible. There you go. How about that for a, a good one? You're, That's you're, very true. You have to answer the phone. You got to make phone calls. If it rings, you pick up the phone. Mm, that's good. Got to answer the phone. Got to be accessible, and especially to sellers and potential buyers. Man, so important. And that's why Gregory's been doing well. He's he answers the phones. Uh, he's not afraid to give his cell phone out. Uh, <laughs> listen, seriously, don't call Gregory unless you have some leads, unless you want to do business with him. Okay, Greg, what I'm going to recommend you start doing is answering the phones and saying, hey, how can we do business today? Something simple like that, right? That's right. Exactly. So don't yes. call Gregory unless you're ready to do some business, make some money. We don't need to talk about value. You got a hair appointment coming up later on tomorrow, anything like that. If you want to make some money in real estate and you have some old leads, then give me a call. I'd be happy to talk to you and spend some time with you and see if we're a good fit for each other. But uh, other than that, you could go to my website there. There's a little little video. It's letusfollowup.com. And yep. it's L-E-T-U-S followup.com. And you just put in your name and your phone number and basically I'll call you back. So, uh, But either way, you can just call me. It's all good. It's all good. Hey, <laughs> Gregory, it's good talking to you, man, as always. I'll be – you know what? I'm doing a workshop in San Diego. By the time people listen to this, that will probably be over. Uh, yeah. Are you coming? Uh, I wish I could. Uh, what, I think that's on the 28th. Is that when it yeah. is? July 28th, 29th. Yeah. I'm going to be up in Seattle. I'm actually playing music up there, so I'm going to be in Seattle oh. up there. So – I'm going to be out. I wish I could. Otherwise, I would come down there. I saw where you're going to be down there, but I'm just going to be out of town. So, Oh, you know what, Gregory? Yes. You'll be excited to hear this. Yes, I'm already. There's a guy. I just interviewed him. I released his podcast a few weeks ago. His name is Rick Otten. Super cool guy. He's really good at with sales and how to talk to sellers. 
And we might do a workshop in Spain, him and me. I don't know why you hey, man. Why didn't you call me? Don't call him, man. Call me. I want to do the workshop in Spain, man. Come on. <laughs> well, I'm inviting you to come. You'll be one of our guest speakers. How about that? All right. That's fair enough. I'll be there. Absolutely. Well, I can... We're talking about doing it in Barcelona again. Yeah, I could say if you're doing it in Barcelona, I would probably show up and I would highly recommend you do that. I would highly recommend you're giving out great information I had such a at one time and learned so much with you and Tom on that that was a, that was yeah. a great program for sure. awesome well, I think we're so, I think we're losing you Gregory yeah. I think we're well, losing uh, you the uh, I apologize I'm not sure whose internet it is but thanks again man and we will uh, we'll talk with you again soon guys go to letusfollowup.com letusfollowup.com or just go to Facebook and do a search for Let Us Follow Up, and you'll see his Facebook page there. And uh, give him a call. He just gave you his cell phone number. <laughs> but only call him <laughs> if you're going to do if you want to do business with him. All right. And uh, thanks for your time, Gregory. I appreciate it. Uh, you too, Joe. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye.